Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Grab Your Keys. I'm super excited today. We have Cindy Agarza on, and she is the founder and CEO of Optimize Success. I'm super excited because Cindy has a great passion for helping people and maximizing their success. And I can't wait to find out all the nuggets that you have, especially going into this new year that we're going into. So Cindy, welcome to Grab Your Keys. Thanks, Sue. I'm excited to be here and to learn a little bit about you too. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to jump right in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and a little bit about you? Yeah. So I have been in the mortgage industry my entire career. Um, I have really focused on leadership. It wasn't until I had hit my goal of being in the top 10 with mortgage originations that I kind of noticed a real need for great leadership. People needed that support, that empathy, that encouragement. And it wasn't until I had my first daughter that I could really see all that around me. So for the last 25, 30 years, that's all I focused on is leadership, growing people, retaining people, and I've had a, a great run with it. Started a few businesses along the way, and those have been successful. And I'm just blessed to be surrounded by such amazing people in our industry. Yeah, it is an amazing industry to be in. And you were a mom and a working mom at that. So that was it's always fun to juggle that in mortgage. Uh, at crazy times. So why don't you tell me what do you think your three keys to success are? You know, uh, along my career path, I had the belief that if I had a very successful career, that everything else would work out okay in my life, right? If I'm making great money and I'm hitting my goals, and everything else should just kind of fall into place. And it wasn't, I, honestly, it wasn't until a few years ago when I really kind of dug deep and discovered that, you know, every, I wouldn't say anything was going bad in my life, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I decided to pivot and really focus on me and grow personally and add some movement into my life and kind of work on my my eating habits and my thoughts, my thoughts really were kind of just eating me up. And so I did a shift and it was really hard to kind of take a step away and really focus on me. And it almost felt like a miracle because the moment I decided to change that narrative and focus on me and all the other areas of my life, my career just blossomed. My businesses took off. I felt good. I heard a good quote that said, um, women have to feel good to do good. Men have to do good to feel good. And so it really resonated with me. And I've been, I've been focused on that. So the first one I would say would be to really focus on yourself. First one. The second one is on others. I get, And I know it's kind of cliche, so many people say that, but 
there's been so many times in my life where I really wanted that, that female influence, that female mentor, because as you know, Sue, we kind of lead differently than men and what will fuel a man can burn us out quicker than anything. And so um, I really feel a big part of that is learning how, what motivates others, what drives others, and that's helped me. And then third, you know, is education, just continue to educate myself. I think that, you know, 30 years in the business, I could have a sense of kind of know it. I kind of know it, but I don't feel, I feel like there's so much more to learn. And that's another thing I love about our industry is that it's forever changing and we're growing with it. Yeah. So I love what you said about pivoting and focusing on yourself. I'm just going to pick apart a couple of them so that we can really dive in a little bit. Like how, how did you start to focus on yourself? Like, did you have a, a routine? Like, how did you even start that? Because I know lots of women are listening and they're saying, well, I can't even find time to, you know, go to the restroom without a child screaming my name or, you know, jumping in the shower to wash my hair. The only time I get a chance to breathe is while I'm in a, that's the only quiet I have, you know, how can I, you know, how can I focus on myself when there's not enough hours in the day? How would you help someone in understanding, you know, how to carve out that time? Yeah, that's such a good question, Sue. Thanks for asking. I, how I did it personally was I did a lot of research and I found that our subconscious mind is really alive and awake around 4.30 a.m. And so I started setting my alarm for 4.30 a.m. And I just started journaling. And I didn't even know, I've never been a big journaler, like when I'm struggling with something, I would potentially journal at that time. But I started just writing down my ideal day and what that would look like. And I did this every day for 60 days. I just wrote down my ideal day and it was realistic. It was, um, you know, what I would want to spend my morning doing, my afternoon doing. And I mean, it wasn't, you know, Oceanside breeze in my face. It was real. Like, what could my real day look like? And after 60 days, I went back and I looked. And I wrote down what my current day was. And there was a big discrepancy between my current week and the week I wanted. And so I did something that I thought was very brave of me. And um, it took a lot of courage is I went to my employer at the time and I was a divisional. So I had all the regionals reporting up to me and we were building billion, multi-billion dollar regions and worked, you know, hard in my career to get to that level. Right. Mm -hmm. And I went to my employer and I said, I'm going to have to make a change. This isn't my ideal day. And I really want to spend time giving back to more women and not just in our company, but all companies. Right. I just really feel this calling. And when I'm journaling this, this is coming up. And um, they said to me, give us a couple of days. We'll come back to you. So they came back and this was just like, it gave me chills. They said, we're going to promote you. And this is what we want your day to look like. And I'm not exaggerating. They named off in the exact order that I wrote my ideal day. Yeah, you put it out in the universe and it came back to you. And, and I couldn't believe it. And I kept thinking, what's the catch? What's the catch? And they were like, there's no catch. You've given so much. And we can see the outside influences internally. And we do want you to push that out. And, you know, 
do the things that are important to you. And so I think, you know, a lot of years and a lot of giving had really been in my favor, but you're right. It, I put it out there. And so that, and the other thing I would say is two hours every week, I have create space and that's when I work on my projects. I'm intentional with it because otherwise it's like, oh, I want to implement a CRM. I want to implement a birthday program. I want to implement an event and you never get to it. But if you have that two hours every week, you do it and the needle moves faster than anything. Right. Cause you're, you set aside thinking time and I just read a book and it said the same thing. They set it aside 30 minutes twice a day for thinking time. And it's so, so, so important. And I don't think that we all understand how important that working on your business instead of in your business is. It's oh, super important. And that creative juices allow, you know, us to run and it feeds us also. It does feed us. And that's important. We have to, you know, it goes back to, we got to take care of us. And if we just have all these ideas and they never get implemented, we stop believing in ourselves. We stop telling ourselves good things. We start telling ourselves negative things. So creating that space is like number one in my book. I'll never give up that creative space. Yeah, that's fantastic. So you focused on you, you have the creative space, then you focus on others, which you had done for years and years. And that's how you um, got this big promotion is by focusing on others too. Then you were right. focusing on yourself and then education and knowledge. I agree with you on education and knowledge. You, you have to continually learn this industry as much as it seems like we're archaic at times. We really are not. Um, right. We are constantly moving and growing with new technology and the technical stack is so important to, to constantly be honing your craft so that you can, you know, help others. What do you think is one technology out there right now that, you know, people cannot deal, not have right now? I think technology is great. I see a lot of, you know, the AI, artificial intelligence coming into so many different industries, including ours, which is just incredible. But I think what's so important to remember with technology is that people are working remote now more than ever. People are a little more isolated and they don't even realize it. And I've heard, you know, how do we get people back into the office? And so I think as a leader, it's really important to create some of that collaboration, give them a seat at the table, include their voice. What do they need? What do they want? This is new territory for us. I mean, this is the first time ever that so many people are remote. And, you know, I see your videos and your team and your office, and that's wonderful synergy. And not everyone has that. And I think it's really important that as leaders, we bring, we bring that to the table. We bring different, you know, events to get the team together and hear them. So I think it's just really important not to forget how important that human connection is with all of the technology. And I do think that with what you're saying with being remote, I know as a leader in at my office, uh, I do have people throughout the entire United States and bringing them together is so important. You know, we have great Zoom meetings, we can have that technology. And uh, I see you on social media all the time. It's fabulous. So how important do you think that is in, in, in today's marketplace. It's so funny you ask that. And I'm, I'm glad you did because um, at times there can be a little negativity around 
social media marketing and I come from a family. My daughters are big influencers and we are just big believers in social media marketing. And I can honestly say there's been so much good from it. I feel like, Sue, I know you, I know your team, I know your kid. Like there's just that connection that I just absolutely love. And I'll, I'll share a quick story. Uh, my mom recently passed and she was a very social woman. She sold real estate, yeah, sorry loved to be around people. Yeah. And um, she got put on a, a feeding tube a couple of years ago and couldn't really leave the house. And so she felt very isolated and Facebook was just like, her whole world. She was able to connect with people. So many people have reached out, knew her from Facebook. So I think in our industry, these are such great opportunities to make that connection, get the introduction. We always want to have, even if it's like a Zoom face-to-face, -face, we want to definitely go down that path. But there's more opportunity out there that we haven't even touched as a result of the social media. So I encourage it. I love to see it. I support anyone doing it. Yeah, me too. Me too. And that's why I like all your stuff all the time. Cause I'm like, she's a woman after my own heart. I love, I love everything that you do. So when people say it makes me feel uncomfortable, like it made me feel uncomfortable, you know, for sure. And it still does at times, but I have to get over that. It makes you feel uncomfortable at times. I'm sure. How do you, how would you instruct people or how would you guide people about how to not be uncomfortable in that? Yeah, one of my um, coaching clients gave a great example. So I'm going to just take her example. And it was if, if somebody invited you to coffee, you wouldn't be so worried about how your hair looks, if that outfit is just perfect, if your lighting is perfect, all of that. You would just be excited to have coffee with that friend and talk to them and share. And so that's kind of the, the mindset I go is like, I'm, I'm talking to you when I'm in front of a camera and just the more you do it, obviously, the more comfortable you get and people really connect more to more to us. If we are our true self, like I just did a video this morning where I can't get in to get my gray covered until end of the month. It's been six <laughs> weeks. So I'm doing fake root spray. And like a year ago, I probably wouldn't have showed that I would have been too embarrassed, right. but it's that's real life. Like I got to cover the gray. <laughs> right. It is real life. We all have real life. And uh, I love when we get to show what that real life is because none of us are perfect and we, we don't walk through life being perfect. So if we're real, I think it shows our real, our, our authenticity. And I think people like that authenticity. And I think sometimes we need to show our vulnerable side. And that's why women are so personable at times because we let our vulnerability show and sometimes we do show our emotions on our sleeves and i think that's a one of the our winning qualities as women um of why we can be leaders because we empathize with you know having to go to basketball games and then have dinner on the table and then answer a telephone call while you know the gravy is burning or the pasta is boiling over it's just real life and it is real um, and we can't take ourselves that seriously sometimes. So no, no. and yeah. I feel like the more I see somebody being true to themselves, the more I just connect with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what have you, you've done everything in the mortgage business, absolutely everything. Um, if you weren't in the mortgage business, is there a career that you would love? 
that's such a good question. Um, it would have to be something with women and sales. It just right. would maybe makeup or beauty industry would be kind of a fun thing. But um, I grew up with brothers and I always just really felt the need to be around women and support them and encourage them. And I have two daughters, so God bless me with that. But um, yeah, for sure, yeah. I have one and she gives me a run for my money every single day. I, I know. It's the best. Uh, and like now I have grandsons and I'm like, oh, that would have been a nice experience too. So I, gender doesn't really matter, but I don't know. I just feel like we need more women supporting women. So you doing this podcast, I just applaud you. This is incredible what you bring to everybody in our industry. And I know you have amazing success and you continue to succeed. And so thank you for that. Well, I Feed love that. I think sure. that's why we connected right off the bat um, through social media initially, because I love everything that you do in empowering women. And I love to empower men and women, but I have a special place in my heart for women to get to that next level and that next level by being their true authentic selves. And if that's showing the emotion, that's showing the emotion. And if that's yeah. needing to run out to go to a swim meet, that's running out to go to a swim meet and being okay with that. And I think that that's so, um, so important. I, I love that you and I are on the same level with, you know, empowering whoever needs to be empowered. So I absolutely exactly. love that. Yeah, um, there's a lot. We have mortgage girlfriends and there's men that are involved in that. And I've called them and I'm like, what's drawing, drawing you to it? And I would, I personally thought it would understand the women more, right? If you're around a bunch of women, you're going to start to understand. <laughs> but most of them have said, you know, they're just not in the, the bro club. They're, they feel a little like outsiders and they want to, want to fit in a different way. So it's so cool when we can help mentor and guide people in that way. Yeah, I love that. And our industry is a lot of men, but it's also a lot of women. It's a lot oh. of strong-minded, successful women who um, sometimes we, we don't know how successful they are because they just fly under the radar. And we need to sometimes shine a light on them so that we can see that. And that's what I do love um, about you and Optimize Success. Why don't you talk a little bit about Optimize Success? What is that? Yeah, it's a coaching program we started about five, six years ago, and it's just continued to grow. It's a mastermind, uh, year-long mastermind, and we focus on every area of life, heavy emphasis on business. Um, but we get into the psychology behind it and not just the tactics, you know, like you want to call these people. What's preventing you from calling? Let's remove some of those blocks so that you can call those people. And it's just continued to grow every single year. And now we have uh, 14 success strategist coaches inside there that are helping others. We've taken it out to corporate and it's just, um, it's been a lot of fun and a lot of growth and men and women from all over the country. So I'm excited about it. We just started adding some different industries, um, which has been really fun to kind of glean from what they're doing into our industry and they're learning from us as well. Yeah, I love that. I love all that you do. So that's fantastic. Who do you Thank admire? You. I admire you. I admire um, I admire, you know, great leaders. 
I think it's such a, a big responsibility that um, isn't always taken that way, right? I was right. just reading Harvard Business Review and it said that there's so many things that people do to become successful. And then when they're successful, a lot of their characteristics change. They become a little more overconfident. They become um, a little more self-absorbed, different things that happen. So I really admire leaders that keep that humility and mm -hmm. that passion to continue to give back. That just resonates well with me. And then of course, my family, as much as, you know, they're successful and supportive and there's, I, there's so many people I admire. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. Yeah. It's, it's a great, yeah, it's fantastic. What is in your future, Cindy? Uh, continue to grow, optimize success, continue to grow uh, mortgage girlfriends. We, we have a marketing company that's on fire too. And just um, I, I pick a word every year and the word this year is scale. And I'm going to, um, really, yeah, work on scaling the businesses, but also making sure I have time for me and um, getting some products out there. So yeah, I stopped. It's so, it's so important in going into this new year. I love that you picked that word. I also have a word, my words opportunity for this year. So I love that your word scale. And I think that everyone listening, if there's one thing that you can do for yourself this coming up year is pick a word and then put that word on a post-it and just stay true to that word all year round. Um, I love that your word scale. That's a fabulous word to have. Yeah, it's, you know, last year it was illuminate. And so I was going a little slower, but this year, like, okay, we're kicking it in and we're scaling. And um, yeah, I usually will buy some form of jewelry with my word on it. So I can see it often. I'll pick a song that goes with my word and then I will listen to the song, stare at my words. So every time I hear that song, I think of my word because you'd be surprised. And I'm sure you know the Sue, like we pick a word and then I'll ask somebody their word in September, I'm like, I forgot my, I don't remember what word did I pick? And like, oh no, I know my word. So yes, love that you have your word. And opportunity is a great word. I think so often we get focused on the goals. We miss mm -hmm. all those opportunities leading up to the goal. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in like putting out that vision, putting the vision board, putting everything into words so that you can formulate what the success is and to move forward with that. So going into 2023, your word scale, did you do your goals and, and are you already, you know, it's mid December right now. Are you all ready for next year? I am. Yeah. I um, wrote my success plan. I have, I came out with a planner um, this year based on all the coaching we've done, the success planner. I'll send you one, Sue. I love that. Can't wait yeah. to see it. So everybody, if anyone wanted the success planner, how would they get that, Cindy? Um, OptimizeSuccessCoaching.com. It's on there. I um, love that. Yeah. And so I went through and I initially wrote out like all the things I wanted to do. And then I wrote when I was going to implement them and the steps. I, so I, yeah, I put a lot of time into my plan this year because... My word yeah, scale, and I gotta get it done. Yeah, so I love what you said. You like put the goals and the time frame 
And did you put who would do it? And because I think that's something that we really need to take our goals one step further and put the when and who. The when and who, and then also even deep, a little bit deeper is who do I have to become to achieve that? Because I'm going to be an entirely different person at the end of next year, God willing. And I'm going to have to make some changes to accomplish the things I want. And it's only going to be for my benefit. But if I don't have that mapped out, it will feel like I have all year. Right. You know, it just feels so long. But they say we overestimate the power of a year and underestimate the power of three years. So I'm like, we're moving it along. <laughs> yes. Well, I love everything that we talked about today. I love that your words scale. I think you should put that. I haven't seen that out yet on your social media or I would remember it. So I think that's amazing. You should share with everyone that you are in it to win it with scaling this year. So I'm super excited to watch all your social media and everything that you do this coming year. Thanks so much for empowering women with the mortgage girlfriends. That's amazing and optimize success. I look forward to getting to know you more every single year. And um, thank you so much for being on Grab Your Keys. Oh, thank you for inviting me, Sue. I had so much fun talking to you and getting to know you. And I can feel your heart and appreciate you so much. So thank you. Have a wonderful holiday season as well. Yes, you too. Thank you so much. And everyone, you're listening to Grab Your Keys. We look forward to seeing you on the next one. If you want to share this, please share it. Please like it and tell a friend. Thanks so much and have a great day.